Welcome to Woman Be Healed podcast, the show that talks about real and raw issues women face so they can walk in the spirit of freedom. Here is your host, Apostle Nakia Calhoun. Welcome, welcome to the Woman Be Healed podcast. I'm very excited this morning. We have a very special guest, Prophetess Elisa Robinson. She's with us and she's going to share her testimony as well as going to talk about the prophetic or witchcraft, which is a much needed topic. And we truly believe that there's going to be some deliverance. There's going to be some clarity. There's going to be some understanding. So you may want to get your notebooks out this morning. Um, This woman of God truly um, teaches from a place of purity and authenticity. And so we're, we're so excited to have her here. Those of you that are watching, um, make sure that you're sharing, tag someone. We're on the Prophetic Women Arise uh, ministry Facebook page as well on YouTube on the Women Be Heal page as well. So make sure that you get that information out so others can join in and share the live this podcast this morning. I'm very excited. If you're coming in, um, please let us know where you're watching from um, so that we can introduce you. We thank you um, for our audience that's always supporting those of you that have been praying. I'm thankful for Apostle Davina Reynolds for being with us last week as she talked about married and call. And so we definitely have a, a powerful topic this morning that's much needed to be discussed. And so we want to give it just a couple of minutes or just a few seconds um, so you guys can share. Let someone know that we're talking about a topic this morning um, dealing with the prophetic and the witchcraft so that you'll be able to understand the difference between the two. And also, if you're in it, if you're in a place, if you're operating in witchcraft, there is a place of deliverance for you today. So you get understanding. Um, One of the things that I, I do want to Um, share is that witchcraft is a temporary source. It's from a dark source. It's temporary. It's not permanent. It may look like it is. It is permanent and that it's going to continue to do what it's supposed to do. But when you are operating from a place of light, um, even in the prophetic, you're operating from the source of God, from the Holy Spirit. So it's a pure place. It's not terminant. It is continually ongoing because it comes from a good source. So when you're dealing with witchcraft, it's never from a a light source. It's from a dark source. It's from a dark realm. It's not uh, not permanent. It's temporary. And so those of you going to get some understanding this morning, God bless you, Prophet Myron. Thank you for coming on. Everyone, please share. I truly believe that we're going to really hit some things today. I'm not going to prolong it. I want to introduce um, the woman of God. Melissa um, is a Philadelphia native um, that currently resides in middle Georgia with her husband, Myron, and their three children. Now, I want to stop there. I've known some people from Philadelphia. You are actually, um, you come off very humble. <laughs> I, I was in the military with some people in Philadelphia, and they were not as humble as you are. And so it is, it's amazing to me. And so um, she's from Philadelphia. She is a co-owner of Taste of the Robertsons, a mobile catering company. And as a matter of fact, if you don't know about it, y'all need to go ahead and connect with their page. Wonderful food. Amazing. They travel as well um, to cater and owner of the grazing. And all things um, shatter. Am I saying it right? Shatterier, Shattero. I don't want to. Charcuterie, okay? Charcuterie. I just messed that word up. All right. <laughs> she co hosts a podcast called the Pillow Talk and Prayer Podcast. Elise has recently released her first book titled Breaking the Silence um, that she and her husband co authored. And above all, Elisa loves God. Her husband, Myron, and her are the founders of their ministry. Outpour Global, where they believe in transformation, demonstration, 
and revival. With the Holy Spirit's guidance, Elisa desires to see this generation not only impacted, but change. Her life itself is proof that God is a healer and a miracle worker. And it's her heart's desire to see God move in the lives of others as he did for her. I want to introduce to you guys Prophetess Elisa Robinson. I'm going to go ahead and give her the floor. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle Nakia. Um, when you pause and mention about people from Philadelphia, <laughs> that is nothing but God. Um, completely kind of random though, but it has to tie in a little bit with my testimony. Sometimes you Amen. are a product of your environment. Um, through many things, ignorance being one of them, pride being another one. And if you would have known me 15 years ago, you would be like, yep, she's from Philly. The way I carried myself, the way I talk, my mindset, even dealing with this topic about, um, you know, the prophetic and witchcraft, I always had yes. a uh, prophetic nature, a supernatural desire. However, I did wow. not have a place that was able to pour into me concerning godly things. Mm. And being from Philly, um, you are either Muslim, you are Baptist, or you are Catholic. So, wow. I mean, I, I was Muslim at one point. There's a lot that I just, you know, became involved in because of my environment. Um, but dealing with witchcraft, that was a doorway that was open to me at a very early age. The first encounter I can really trace back, I was about nine years old. And in Philly, you have access to these things everywhere. There's a strip called South Street. And it has, you know, restaurants, clothing stores, um, different other shops. But you can get, you know, tarot cards, Ouija boards, candles, crystals, stones, all of these things. So I grew up thinking that this was a normal thing. I never wow. realized like, okay, you shouldn't be watching horror movies nor slumber parties at eight years old, you know? <laughs> and these are just things that we did. Um, my first time using a Ouija board, I was nine years old. And I have no idea even thinking back, like where were the adults at? But, you know, we're, we're sitting there, we're asking the questions. We got candles, a whole little setup where we were... Um, able to see like the demonic enter into the room where the candles begin to wow. blow. And I remember a book flying off the bookshelf and opening up. And these were things that I just grew up with where people around me grew up with. And it was so casually discussed and doors were so casually opened up that that realm really is able to grab a lot of people. And you know, not to talk about my age, but this is 20, 25 years ago wow. uh, where we didn't have things like social media and uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, where people were able to openly do it. So this is all by word of mouth. So the enemy, he's really um, been able to access, you know, the children and people just through casual contact. But yes, my God. <laughs> I was like, there's so much that I could kind of go um, with that. However, I'm thankful for the encounter that I had with God where he was able to show me, um, listen, that source that you were connected to is temporal. And that's mm -hmm. something that you mentioned. I always tell people that um, operate in witchcraft. I know people that I grew up with that don't consider themselves witches. And they think wow. that because they're not directly hurting someone, that it is not witchcraft. However, it's the source that you're connected to. Yes, you are using things that may not be deemed evil, things like sage, things like crystals, because they were created by God. However, it is the intent that you are using them with, where you're accessing the creation, but not the creator. And if you're not connected to the creator, there's only two options. 
So it's either light or darkness. It's either good or evil. Some things don't have a great scale. Some things are simply just black and white. And um, that's something that I, I even talk to my children about. Some things may seem innocent. However, yes. there could be something tied to it, something very deep. Uh, for example, uh, this just kind of just seems relevant here. The story of the Little Mermaid. You know, we grew up watching these movies where they seem innocent and, yes. you know, you got talking fish and, you know, Ariel just seems to be beautiful. However, that whole movie is steeped in witchcraft. Um, there's literally the scene where Ariel and Ursula, you know, that's her aunt. Um, when you kind of like know the history of the movie and everything where her aunt is giving these contracts, these demonic contracts to people. She promises her something. People think that when they operate in in witchcraft, that there's not a cost. You know, when you're with Christ, you got yes. God. I mean, Jesus, he he paid the cost with his life for ours. And we I always say like we repay the debt to him by yielding our life for the kingdom yes. of God. So a lot of people that are connected and entwined with um, New Ageism, with the occult, with witchcraft, they feel like there is not a price to be paid. However, they might not be paying the price, but two generations down, that price will be paid. Where that's how you see people that operate in generational curses. They don't know why they do this. They don't know why they feel like this. It's because something that happened in the past that they were unaware of. There's always a price that is to be paid. And just referring back yes. to that, the scene in the movie, um, you see where she has the poor, unfortunate souls. And in the movie, just being a kid, you kind of watch and you're just like, oh, these little ill things are just sad. But no, these are people that could not yes. fulfill the contract and they lost their souls because of it. So now they're tormented and working for the kingdom of darkness, which is represented by Ursula. And that's how easy it is where you want something. You have to give something. Yes. So um, I'm just thankful that God is a redeemer. He is a deliverer. He is a forgiver. Um, he's just waiting on us for the yes. Yes. You know, yes. Um, that's why uh, the Bible talks about a renewing of our minds. And that's just not, okay, now I'm going to do good. That's going to be having the mm. mindset of God, having our heart after yes. the Father, knowing these things so that way you can be aware of the tactics of the enemy. Because nothing he does is new. Yes. There's nothing new under the sun. It's all counterfeit. So once you have the heart of the Father, it really allows you to be in a place of advantage over the kingdom of darkness because you now know what to look for. You know what to listen for. You yes. know what to expect and perceive because it's always counterfeited. It's never anything original. So we really shouldn't be taken off guard. Um, but allow discernment yes. to really prevail in our lives. Yes, yes. So I want to say this. You said something that was so powerful um, because I truly believe the choices we make are due to the atmosphere that we were in as children, the environment um, that we were raised mm -hmm. in. And it can really affect us um, if we're as, as parents, if we're not careful ourselves, um, that it can affect, affect our children in so many ways. Um, especially if you're brought up in toxic environments, um, if you're brought up, brought up in, in environments that don't know God, um, they're doing things outside of God. And so you as a child, you're innocent really as a victim, um, just taking in everything because that's all you know. And so when you said that, I believe that really freed some because even though I may be saved, there's still some things that I war with because of the environment that I was around or the atmosphere that I was in. So I want you to share with us, how did you um, be able to break free um, 
from the atmosphere because, because those things follow us. Our bodies are in those environments. So we're carrying on those things throughout our lives. So was it a process or what did you do yourself to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. Um, a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, I had to be in a place where I was willing to listen to someone else. Um, when I met my husband, I remember I brought him around my family, you know, because, you know, I knew that was my husband. I'm like, we got to meet everybody. I come from a huge family. Like my immediate family is about 30 people. So we're always around each other. And my husband, he met everybody. He said, you know, they really walk on eggshells around you. And I was like, what? Wow. He's like, yes. Like he said, it's, it struck him weird how everyone wow. acted around me. And I was like, no, you're crazy. Like my family's super nice to me, but it was because of the environment that I grew up in. And um, wow. I remember being about 12 years old and um, this guy, a kid in school, he was kind of picking on me. And there was another girl in my classroom and she yelled at him. I mean, she screamed at this guy wow. and he left me alone. When I seen that, I said, oh, if I act like that, no one will ever mess with me again. So mm. I would just lose it. I would snap. I was unpredictable. And I didn't realize that because of that, I opened that doorway to like anger and rage and wrath. So everybody did walk on eggshells because no one knew what I might do. No one knew what I might say. No one mm. wanted to risk it. But in my mind, I was like, oh, everybody's just always nice to me. No, it's because wow. of the spirit that was in operation. And even wow. if, I, I mean, I don't care what anybody says, even if you are not yielded to God, um, even if you are in the kingdom of darkness, you know the difference. You know the difference between a good spirit and a bad spirit. No matter how yes. much people try to deny it, say it doesn't matter, say it doesn't exist, deep down inside, you know, because your DNA yes. is entwined with God because he knew us before we were even formed. So if he knew us, our spirit knows him. So people know the difference and people were like, OK, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to um, confront that. I don't want to combat that. So that was one of the things when my husband said that I noticed, okay, I may act like this. So I said, okay, I had to wow. be intentional. And it took a lot of training um, where people like poured into my life. Okay, how are you as a woman? A lot of things that I learned as a woman mm. was through trial and error. And, my goodness. Um, you know, I love my family. However... There are some times where you do the best you can with what you have. And it took my, my relationship with God where I saw how God forgave me for the things that I've done that allowed me to forgive others in my life. And one of the things um, early on in prayer, I'm like, well, I did this because of this. It was always a reason, you know, where this is when I really my didn't goodness. understand that once you go to God, he's willing to forgive you. He's just waiting for you. Um, but I would always acknowledge my downfall and why I did something. So I had to acknowledge that for other people. If I'm doing something as a cause and effects, that means someone else is. So I can't be mad at someone because I don't know why they made that decision or why they did not make that decision. So that allowed me to walk in um, another level of humbleness and a level or level of forgiveness. And I learned that everything that I want from God, if I'm to resemble Christ, I have to give that to other people. So I have to yes. die to my flesh. Um, I have to be selfless. Um, just knowing witchcraft, it is a selfish mindset because everything that you do, yes. you do for yourself. I don't care if you're a psychic, yes. if you're, well, I won't say if you are, if you feel like you're a psychic, if you feel like you're a medium, if you feel like reading tarot cards is your thing, um, even if you're doing it 
for someone else, it's still within yourself. Because one of those things that attach itself to you is that feeling of power. Um, mm. That feeling mm. of um, enlightenment. And we see that even um, in Genesis, where the serpent goes to Eve, he tempts her with enlightenment. Hey, you're going to know just as much as God. And that's something we still see in operation today with New Ageism and the third eye and the all-seeing eye. It's people want this God-like enlightenment. However, if they would yield themselves to Christ um, through revelation, we would get this this information that's desired. You'd be able to flow in prophecy, word of knowledge, healing, casting out yes. demons, peace, happiness, joy, the fruits of the spirit, all of these things that people are using third-party sources to gain access to. We have the birthright submitted to Christ to have. Mm. Wow. Wow. There's something that you said, and, and I see it a lot, I say it a lot. Uh, we become addicted to yeah. power. We become addicted to power um, be- because we feel like the more I I have access to this dark realm um, and this spirit, it's going to give me access to things I've never known before. I can go beyond measures. Now, this is a false. It's a false yeah. realm. Now. Um, not talking about the Holy Spirit, but this is what it presents to you. This is what it presents to you. Um, I had a friend. I had a friend. This was years and years and years ago. Actually, when I, I got out of high school and my first daughter, my oldest daughter, which she's 29 now, and um, we were living as roommates and she wanted to entice, seduce this gentleman across the street. I talk about this all the time. And so she went to this witchcraft store and said, you know, this is how I'm going to trap him. This is how I'm going to get him. So of course she used hair. She did all of that. So this guy would come over at the same time every day, every day because of the spell that she put on him. Now, as you said, there is a consequence when you're operating in this realm. Now, not long after that, maybe some months after that, she started hearing scratches in her bedroom, demons coming for her because she operated from a dark place. She was being tormented. And so this is the cost that you have to pay for operating in a dark realm. So don't think because you're operating in a dark realm that you're not going to be tormented, that these demons are not going to come for you. You've opened up a portal. You've opened up a door. Um, Basically, as Prophetess Robinson stated, it was all for power because she knew that she had the ability to, to reach him and get him because this is what she wanted. And so you have to understand the consequences of these things. And so I left that apartment because I was not saved, but I knew that this was not right. And I had to come out of that agreement. I had to detach myself from that covenant agreement because I was with her when she was doing it, because it was as if I was agreeing with what she did so that it would not affect me. And so some of you right now that you're listening and you're watching, um, I know you may feel that it's giving you all this type of power, but there's something that comes after that. You're going to be tormented. You're going to not be able to sleep well. You're not going to be able to... um, feel comfortable. You're always going to be, you're going to be paranoid. Can I, can yeah. I say that? <laughs> paranoid, you're going to feel like somebody is always following you. And so um, you took that, that's powerful power. The more power I get, it craves, I crave for more power. And so there is deliverance today. There's deliverance today for those of you that are watching. It may be in your bloodline. You know, they may have wanted to say that you were going to be the next witch. You're going to be the next warlock in their family. And you're trying your best to break from this covenant. Listen, it can be broken. It can be broken. You have an individual that has been delivered, set free right before you now that's operating from a pure realm. She's connected to Jesus Christ. She has the Holy Spirit. She flows from the vein of the Holy Spirit. And so thank you for telling us about that power, power. So when you realize that this power was, no, I'm not going to go there. When you use your anger, 
That was good to me. When you used your anger, you saw that it made people leave you alone. Um, That's a form of witchcraft. That's a form of manipulation because that brings a level of power. If I present myself in this way, I don't have to worry about people approaching me, bullying me or saying evil things to me because they think that I'm going to just go off and I'm just going to do whatever, you know, whatever I want to do to, you know, make them leave me alone. Uh, When did you first, I know you said your husband brought that attention to you. How did it really make you feel, especially as a believer? Did it did it really hit home? Um, well, actually, I'm going to say two things. When I met my husband, I um, did not know Christ. I knew of him. Wow. I knew of him. Um, wow. I was going to church. The Lord had really began to start dealing with me about three years before we met. Where wow. um, I was going through seasons of deliverance. However, it was just me wow. and God. I, I didn't really have any. I didn't have anyone, you know, um, People know I, I lived an alternative lifestyle, so none of my friends were saved. Um, wow. I was going to church, but, you know, they really cared at the time about the gift and not the person or the soul. So mm. I didn't have anyone pouring into me. So everything that I happened within those years was just me and God. So when I Jesus. met him, my mindset was still in the world, you know, because that's all I knew. My mind wasn't renewed yet. However, um, I recall this happened. This is when I knew um, the true authority um, that I have being a believer and yielded to Christ. It was about two years ago. And I'm going to be transparent and honest here. And um, a situation occurred. And it reminded me of when the devil tempted Jesus in um, Ephesians, I mean, not Ephesians, excuse me, in Matthew 4. And he tempted mm-hmm. him um, after Jesus had fast. He's like, okay, how about you turn these stones into bread? You know, he wanted Jesus to prove himself. And that, that has to do with yes. pride. That's something we deal with in our flesh as human. Um, yes. Satan wanted Jesus to bow down to him. And that's surrendering to an alternative source where we see you can use these things to achieve a goal that you have. And um, the last thing was putting God to the test. You know, John, well, see, the angels will catch you. Okay, well, are you going to trust what God said about you? So um, it was about two years ago and I was tempted. And I remember having um, a vision and it was Satan. And he was coming to me and he said, if you respond the way your flesh wants to respond, I'll restore you to the place that you would have been in my kingdom if you would not have left. And in this, I could see myself being risen up. I had a long black um, gown on with a train farther than I could see. And I had a crown with black onyx on it. I didn't even know what the stone was. I had to look it up after the dream. Um, However, in that moment, it was like, hey, you could, and the devil, he's crafty, where I even remember a whisper is, you know, God will forgive you. You can always repent later, Mm. you know, but you can respond the way your flesh wants to. And I I just, at that moment, I was just, I knew what was going on. And I rejected, you know, the Bible tells us to resist the devil and he'll flee. And I rejected that notion. No, I I will not. I will not. And I took the precautions uh, with prayer and just simple, natural precautions to not act out on my flesh. Um, But that showed me that the devil will constantly always try to get you. He'll see if a door is open, if a window is open, if he can get back in. And you always have to, you know, close off that entryway, you know, come out of agreement. Once you come out of agreement, once you renounce and denounce and um, repent, you know, he'll come back. He'll, he'll always come yes. back, um, but you'll be in a different, seated in a different position of authority. Yes, yes, I say that there's power in the kingdom of darkness because I witnessed it. 
However, there's not authority because you almost have to get permission in order to operate on any level. However, the authority that you are given um, with Christ allows you to already have the victory. That's why um, when I realized that at the moment, I knew, okay, I am saved. You know, I am on, I am in the kingdom of God. And I know now the true strength that I have in Christ to be able to overcome, to, to not be carnal, to not look back. Yes, you have emotions as being a human. Yes, you may feel something. Even scripture tells us to be angry, but to sin not. So yes. you can be angry, but yes. what are you going to do with that? No, I'm not going to allow yes. the spirit of anger to overtake me. I'm not going to revert back to a place that God brought me out because the enemy loves to take testimonies. You know, he, he's the, the accuser of brethren. So if I, you know, act as though someone said I used to act or I might act, that's doing nothing but glorifying the enemy. And I yes. got to a place where I no longer wanted to do that. I saw how hell fought to get me back. When I gave my life to Christ, um, people talk about, you know, being torn. You mentioned about um, your roommate being tormented. Once that doorway was open, Mm -hmm. I encountered how the devil tried to pull me back in once I left. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting on my step one day. Um, This was in Myra and I. We were just dating. Um, It was his step, actually. I was sitting outside. He was in the house. I was waiting for him. And I had a vision of me just getting pulled down like the steps. And Mm. I screamed so loud, I guess, that he came running out the door. He's like, what happened? In my mind, I flew, but I was still sitting in the same place. And I was like, wow, like hell is upset because they know that they lost a ranking person. And that power um, that you do get being connected to that source because it's only temporary, you have to continue to do something, continue to do something, continue to do something to maintain that level or even gain additional access. However, with Christ, it's like once you repent, once you yield yourself, it's like you're, you're seated up there in heavenly places. You don't have to work hard. You just have to do what he's called you to do. Jesus, yes, yes. And and what amazed me is that people do not think that the devil uh, will not speak to you. Let me tell you, when you have been delivered, that devil is going to present himself to you in a way, in a presentation, <laughs> can I say, to entice you to come back because he's lost one that worked for him. He's lost one that actually was running for him. And so he's going to present different ways to you to tempt you back so that you can get back in that place again. And what amazed you, what amazed me is that you saw yourself um, in this place of, of, of black gown and this crown that he was putting you in such a, a high Mm -hmm. place, a high presentation to tempt you to go back. And that's exactly what the devil did to Jesus. He tempted him on a high place for him to prove himself to act before his time and so this is what the devil does he uses these strategies so yes the devil can talk to you and so we have to be careful that we are not um, accepting what the devil presents to us after we've come out of this because you're going to be tempted do not think for one moment that you're okay (laughs) after that okay he's coming back. He's going to come back with what belongs to you. But what you do, you have to glorify Jesus. You have to rebuke it. Okay. You have to denounce and renounce the covenants that you made. And you have to make sure that you are um, in a place and with a relationship with Jesus Christ, the way you need to be. Because if you're weak and your relationship is not solid in him, then maybe you need someone that you can connect yeah. with that's strong in their faith that can believe with you that this thing will not take you out again. As the woman of God said, as Prophetess Robinson said, the, the, the thing that we need to do is resist the devil and he will flee from us. When you resist the temptation, he leaves you alone. 
Jesus did it three times. And on that third time, the devil left for a certain amount of time. So you have to make sure that your relationship is solid and that you have a sure foundation with Jesus Christ. When you have been set free and delivered, you're no longer enslaved to that thing that held you bondage, that you were captive to. Do you not know that you can become a slave to the devil, that you're working for him? Okay, you're on his time clock. You're working for him, fully running for him. So when you come to Christ, you're not losing anything. You're gaining everything. You're being purified. And, and what's amazing, um, Prophetess Robertson, he said something that was so powerful because you could not find the deliverance that you needed. It happened at home. Now, um, I have I have nothing wrong with that because there was a lot of ignorance. Can I yeah. say this in our time? There was really no one that could actually help us deal with the demons that we were yeah. facing. Can I be honest? And so um, the Lord had to purify us and deal with us at home. And I found that so amazing when you said that because you allowed the Lord to purify you in the place. You literally said when you were allowing him to do that, enough is yeah. enough. I'm tired of this. I, I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to live for the Lord. And so you got to understand when you want God so bad, when you're so desperate for Jesus, you're willing to do what it takes to get the deliverance that yeah. you need. And you're willing to say it right there in that private place. Listen, enough is enough. I'm tired of these demons that I have to battle because of what I was in. And believe me, you will feel that presence leave off of you. That dark presence leave you, leave your house because you've made up your mind. OK, there's someone listening right now that you've been wrestling with this. You felt like there was no one there to understand you're in this by yourself. Let me tell you, you're not by yourself. You have an opportunity right now where you are, wherever you're watching from, for a place of freedom. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is liberty right now. That means that there's room and a place for deliverance, for healing, for breakthrough. So if you're here right now, I literally feel the presence of God in this moment. So if you're here right now and you're watching and you've been trying to figure out how to get out of this, you've been warring it with your flesh. You know, I know Christ, but I'm still warring with this thing of being enticed to, to do this. It seemed like I had more power. No, Jesus Christ is the way. He's the only way. He's the truth, the way and the light. He's the door to the source. And so if that's you right now, there's deliverance for you. You can you can get rid of the covenant, denounce it. Come on, go back to the bloodline. Remove that thing out of your life. There's someone right now, and I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There's someone right now that you have been in operation in it. You've been battling with it. You say, yes, I love the Lord, but I love what this other thing offers me. I have more power in it. There's deliverance right now for you to get out of that realm. You've been operating in manipulation and control. You've been controlling the environment, even in the ministry of where you are. I see it in the spirit. And so we're praying right now. I'm going to release Providence Robinson because there's a proper way to renounce this. But you're here. You're here. And you got to this Facebook podcast, this live, because you knew that, that you wanted to get out of this. But because of the power that it brings you, you've been manipulating your services. You've been manipulating people. Now is the time for breakthrough and deliverance. And I'm going to release uh, Prophetess Robinson as by the Holy Spirit to release and share with us how you can break these covenants so that you can flow from a pure prophetic place by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, my God. Yes. Um, I can feel um, just the presence of God concerning that right now where people are operating in manipulation and control, um, weaponizing scripture. Um, we see that even yes. in full-blown witchcraft where they use scriptures um, because they understand the authority that is attached to the word of God. Um, but God 
is Jesus. one who is willing to forgive as soon as you repent. Um, even those um, who may be just watching this or hearing this broadcast who um, want to rededicate their life to God, um, want to live in a place of full uh, liberty, um, not be held in bondage, to walk in their deliverance. I just pray that God touches you right where you are now, um, that the fire of God begins yes. to fall in your atmosphere, surrounding yes. your home, in the room that you're in, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Um, I just declare right now um, with the authority um, that heaven has backed us with, um, that you are not a witch, you are not a warlock, and that these you but yourself belong to Jesus. I decree and I declare that you no longer be in a place where you serve idols, where you serve and worship false gods. I'm aware that Jesus will be the king of your life and will have full authority in it. That today is a day that you give your um, fresh yes unto the Lord. That no longer will you be in a place of memories of your past um, um, generationally where you've been held back yes. or have been open without your knowledge. We close those doors right now in the name of Jesus. And even now, I just feel my hands burning. So if there is someone who is on here um, that has I don't want to call them trinkets, but have things that they use mm. during prayer time that is not connected with God that may have been given to um, family oh members. I know um, I just heard the word ancestors, um, where many people now are praying unto their ancestors instead of to um, God himself. So right now we just break that in the name of Jesus, that the hold of the demonic realm is released off of your life, uh, that no longer are you in a place to operate through your flesh, um, that you will be fully yielded unto the Lord. Um, even now, I pray um, that the fire of God is released unto you, that rivers of living water will begin to flow out of your belly, that there will be a pure place um, that will come alive on the inside of you and you will thirst and hunger after God like never before, where you will want to see the demonstration of God, that those that operate in um, new ageism and the witchcraft, um, chakras and come horoscopes on. and sage and the universe and um, psychic readings and tarot cards and these things, um, that are not the source that you should be connected to, that you will get rid of these things, that you will no longer have a desire for these things, that these things will be a thing of your past. And I just declare um, that the testimony um, of the season of your life is something that you are about to walk into, where you will begin uh, to set ablaze those around you, those in your workplaces, those in your schools, um, those in your family, where they will begin to see the change in you through Christ. I pray that the Spirit of God begins to not only fill on the inside of you, but it will begin to overflow in your daily activities. Um, that this is a time where God will get the glory, where He will get all that is due to Him. That this will be a time where people will know that Christ is King. And this is a time that beyond what the world is telling you, um, they will know that there is only one true and living God, and that is Jesus Christ. I pray that doors be closed, um, that bloodlines be cleansed, that the blood of Jesus not only keeps you, but it covers you during this season and during this transition. I pray that there be a hedge of protection, uh, that the enemy will lose a scent of you, um, that the smoke screen of protection will be placed around you and your family, that there will be no demonic influence or agenda that will be um, used as retaliation concerning you. And uh, that I speak the blessings of Christ over your life as you yield unto him. I rebuke the spirit of death and destruction. I rebuke the spirit of a witchcraft and a wizardry, of sorcery, of voodoo, of hanks, of spells, of jinxes, anything that the enemy would conjure up. We return it back to a cinder and made the fire of God not only roasted, but may it be destroyed beyond recognition. I pray um, that the peace and the spirit of God covers you like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus name, there is a question here. Um, it looks like it's from a gentleman, Jarmel Parker. He says, so how can a person or someone in the fivefold ministry call themselves a prophet if they are operating in an illegal realm? That's not the governmental of the kingdom. I'm going to say this first, Jarmel. We're not talking about prophets because um, anyone can be prophetic. You can 
we as believers in Christ, we have the ability to be prophetic people. Okay, so a prophet carries the word of knowledge. The heart of God speaks um, the word of God. So they don't just only prophesy, but we all should be able to have uh, be able to prophesy, whether it's the gift of prophecy or the spirit of prophecy. But a person can have a call on their life. But because of the environment or what they may have been in could have influenced them more to operate from an illegal realm. And so I'm going to let a prophetess Robinson answer that. Hallelujah. Um, I completely um, agree with you said apostle. Um, I've always had a call in my life. However, I did not know how to operate in it. It wasn't cultivated and it wasn't yielded. So because of that, um, and open doors, I allowed access to the kingdom of darkness. However, you specifically mentioned prophets, and this is to do with prophets or any believer in general. Um, you have to recognize the source. Does their life resemble the word of God? Does their lifestyle align with biblical standards? Um, just because someone mm-hmm. calls themselves a prophet does not mean they're a prophet. And as is the same thing with That's right. someone calling themselves a believer, someone calling themselves a teacher, an evangelist, a pastor, an apostle, a deacon, a bishop. People can say anything. However, you judge the tree That's by right. its fruit. So you don't look at the person just in ministry, just inside of the four walls. How is their marriage? How do they treat people? Um, and when I say people... I don't mean people they know. How do they treat people on the street when they go to a restaurant? How are they interactive with the host or the waiter or waitress? How are they um, with the homeless people? Um, Are they nasty? The words that come out of their mouth, is it spiteful? Um, Does it spew um, just negativity? You have to be very careful, um, especially in this day and age. We see everyone, you know, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. Listen, being a prophet is more than just a name. It is more than just a calling. Um, Like um, Apostle said, we are prophetic in nature. Um, You know, that's just the blessing of our DNA being connected to Christ. However, when the doors are closed and you're outside of the four walls, can someone look at you that does not know you and see Christ in you? So the thing is, we get caught up a lot of times Um, And the stage presence of it all. And I use that word loosely um, because when you're operating um, outside of the will of God, um, it's a performance. Because I really feel we're not who we are until we are submitted to Christ. That's how, um, you know, the Bible even warns us, beware of false prophets. Um, But I say beware of false believers. Um, Come on. Because... Are they a sheep in um, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Are they presenting themselves like a flock just to be destructive or divisive, um, backbiting? There are so many things that we we let slide because of a title when we should be holding people to a higher standard. We allow the world to be in a place of judgment against the church where if you're not careful, you too can operate in witchcraft um, through just the gauges of your eyes and how you look at a situation, how you respond to a situation. No, that's why um, we have to always be praying. We have to always be fasting. We have to always be in um, deliverance. We have to always be in a place of submission. So that way we can purely see and identify things. Now there's a difference when someone is, you know, may be off if they're operating outside of their grace, if, um, That's good. you know, the place that they're in, are they not trained properly? That's uh, good. Some people are released prematurely. Like I said, I, I've mm-hmm. had this call in my life. Um, I, my, my pastors, no, they, they, when I came into the ministry, um, before we reloc- relocated, they checked my life first. They made sure my life in private was in order yes. before yes. I went um, before the people, before I was allowed a mic or allowed to pray or um, 
prophesy, any of these things that operating in ministry. So we always have to look beyond what we can see. If there's something in your spirit that isn't aligning with what is being released around you, one, check yourself yes. first, okay? Are you in the right spirit? Then, That's good. if you know the Lord releases you, yes, you're right. Okay, well, what is it about them? Why do I feel this way? I always ask um, God why, not to question God, but to be in a place of understanding because what mm -hmm. we may see may be interpreted differently to another person. So we have to be a mindful of that. Um, I use an example of a dog. You know, let's say my childhood, I got attacked by a dog, but I have a friend who is an animal lover. Okay, we could see a dog, yet we have two different reactions to it. I have to understand why my reaction is what it is and know them, yes. you know, know their fruit to know why their reactions would be what it be. So always be prayerful, yes. uh, never in a place of judgmentalness. However, be in a place of awareness concerning the things of God and those who minister. Yes. Yes. Amazing. That is powerful. That is powerful. Um, and I hope the gentleman that asked, asked that question that you got understanding because we really need to understand. That's a whole different topic. We really need to understand the office of a prophet because we just really put the office of office of a prophet. They just prophesy. That's just what they do. No, yes. it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not the only thing. OK, they have revelatory teaching. They come with sound doctrine. Okay, so there's so much more, but there's the gift of prophecy um, and there's also the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is based upon the atmosphere. The spirit of prophecy is always based upon the atmosphere. The Holy Spirit will use whomever he desires to use. Someone that's never been used to prophesy before out of a congregation will open up and prophesy. So it doesn't matter. The gift itself is already made perfect. So we're not we're not purifying the gift is us as the vessels because we have to make sure that we're doing what we need to do ourselves that we're not operating from like she said we got to make sure our fruits the, the fruits of the spirit are right within us and we need to check those fruits to make sure we're operating from a pure place and manipulation um that's what Satan did john um john 8 and 44 states that Satan is the father of lies he operates from a place of manipulation. That's demonic. That's a demonic realm. So he's going to present some things that are not actually what it is. He will twist the truth. So you would think that you're operating from a place of truth and you're not. So you have to make sure that you're operating from a pure realm. He's the master of manipulation. So if you're connected to him and you're not fully delivered, guess what? You're going to carry that same form of identity that Satan presents. Uh, you're a master of manipulation. And also um, he manipulated Eve. Eve was not Eve until she accepted his half truth, until she took a bite of something and wanting more knowledge, more power, um, wanting to have access to something that they were not supposed to have access to. And so because of that, guess what? There was a curse that was connected to that, that deception, that manipulation. So I pray that helped you and those that had questions regarding this. Um, that's a whole nother teaching. We'll have to do that at another time <laughs> um, because we're so caught up in titles. We're so caught up in functions and you can put yourself in a title that's not your gift or your calling. Um, that's self-proclaimed. But as a body of believers, we have to make sure that we're operating from a place of truth that's connected to the true source, which is Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, and that's the only way to freedom in this. Um, how can you stay in a pure place? You have to have a lifestyle of prayer. You have to make sure that you're reading your word. You have to make sure that you're doing the self-examination. You're allowing yourself to be submitted to Christ. She said it the way that you need to be. And also being a part of an assembly yes. that you can be accountable to that you can continually get the word and the teaching so that it can touch you, so that it can reach you, so that those things that are in you can be revealed. The more you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, meaning you're pursuing after him, you're going to see those things that are not like God 
come up. It's going to come to the surface. That's what I like to call refining fire. Anything that's put in a refining fire, those things that are not pure are going to come up to the surface. That's going to 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 um, hinder the process. So we have to make sure that we're aware. Prayer, have a lifestyle of prayer, reading your word, making sure that you have a solid relationship, just like a, a husband and wife. Their relationship is solid because they, they're getting to know each other each and every day. Hey, y'all married people, we have to know each other every day. Okay. <laughs> there's something new. There's something different. <laughs> so the more I get to know you, I live with you. Come on, I know your likes, dislikes. You have to do that with the Holy Spirit. And that keeps you in tune. And there's some of you, well, well, how can they operate in such a place of accuracy because of their level of intimacy with the Holy Spirit? Okay. Um, I do believe that that it's possible that you can't be off when you're connected to the Holy Spirit. Um, when you are actually operating from a place and you're, you're continually making sure that you're having a relationship with Christ the way you need to is possible. It's possible. Okay. And so I'm so thankful, woman of God, that you were with us. You answered so many questions. We thank you for sharing your testimony. Like I said to you, when I asked you, you have so many testimonies <laughs> that you could actually share. Uh, but I wanted to, to dive in on this because we're seeing a lot of this now. A lot of people are not knowing um, the prophetic from the witchcraft. Uh, we're having a lot of things that look like it is, but we have to know it by its fruit. We have to know the true source of what it is. And if you are in relationship with Christ and you have the Holy Spirit, believe me, there's something in you that's going to say something's not just right. not right, you know, and you cannot uh, you cannot just look past that. You got to just trust it. Um, if you trust the Holy Spirit in you, you have to trust that and also pray about it, because like um, Prophetess Robertson said, sometimes you have a certain feeling about something and you don't want to judge it right away. You can always say, Lord, OK help me. Is, is this of God or is this not of God? And believe me, the Holy Spirit will show you, even give you a scripture, you know, show you what it is. And so we want to thank the woman of God for blessing us on the Woman Be Healed podcast today. I thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, Prophetess Robinson, um, I'm sure there's some that are watching that want to find ways to connect with you. Can you share that with us this uh, morning? Yes, I am on Facebook um, by my name, Alisa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, Devore hyphen Robertson. I am on Instagram and TikTok at Devore Robertson. Um, on Instagram, all my um, tags are mentioned in my bio if they wanted to know about the podcast, the book, the businesses, um, even the um, our ministry, Outpour Global. Um, also, if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area, um, my husband and I will be ministering at the Prophetic Encounter Night on June 2nd. Um, that information is on my page as well. And if you're in the Mobile, Alabama area, June 15th through the 17th, my husband and I will be there ministering on the 17th with Apostle Nakia herself. So uh, make sure to connect. And I just look forward to whatever God is going to do in your life. Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for sharing with us. And we thank the viewers on YouTube as well as Facebook. There's so much, so many comments. And um, and I pray that it's enlightened someone today. And again, we want to thank you for being such a blessing um, on the podcast today, sharing with us, not just what you think, but through your experience, the transparency and your deliverance that it's possible um, to walk in the ways of uh, the light of Jesus Christ. Um, if there's someone here, just know that Jesus truly delivers, he heals, he yeah. restores us, but it's up to us to receive it and accept the way of escape. Remember this, discernment means to judge well. You have to be able to judge well according to what you see, according to what you hear. And that still goes back to relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want to thank you. And we also want to thank your husband, Prophet, Prophet Robinson. I have been for the past two days, I've been slipping up about say a possible. I said, oh, I'm not going to put that warfare on him. Let me take this back. <laughs> what is going on?
going on. Um, but truly, they're a powerful couple. They work and operate as a team. We love you guys. We thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you guys at the Gathering of the Intercessors in Mobile, Alabama. Send our love to your family. And we want to thank you all. Again, you guys, you can watch the replay on Facebook, on the Prophetic Women Arise Ministry. You can also go back to YouTube. And once everything is uploaded properly, you'll be able to catch it on Spotify, Google Play, and Spreaker.com. There's some other platforms as well. So you can download it. So you can listen to it in your car. So you can listen Listen to it all the rest of this week. Let it minister to you and get in your spirit. We want to thank you so much and we thank you for your prayers. Thank you again, Prophet Robertson. We look forward to seeing you in June. You have a blessed rest of the day and we love you too as well. You all be blessed. Till next time. Mm-hmm.